and welcome to the Good Creator Show. I'm Miss Malini. I'm the founder of Miss Malini Entertainment and co-founder of Good Creator Co. It's the largest uh, ecosystem for creators in India, and I'm so pleased to welcome my very, very special guest today. I've got Pooja Dingra in the house. By the way, you know your saved is Buji Dings for some reason. Buji. I don't know who sent me that, but I love it, and I have to find out who sent me. I'm sure it's Kelvin. Your, oh, it must have been Kelvin. That's right. That's what it is. And of course. Who doesn't know you? It's just absolutely incredible the journey you've had. You are now on your seventh book. On my seventh book, which yes. Which is super exciting. Going to hear all about that. And of course, she's known for her incredible cooking, being the macaroon lady of lore, uh, all her packaged desserts, and of course, bringing all the sweetness to our lives and being a social media creator on the side, which oh, is something accidentally, an ac accidentally <laughs> being a creator on the side. So first of all, thank you so much for being here today, Pooja. You've always been so warm and so supportive and I've loved hearing all about your journey. Um, for everyone on the podcast today, let's tell them a little bit about where it all began for you in Paris. <sighs> <laughs> okay, I'll give the short version. Um, I started baking when I was six, fell in love, didn't think that could be my career because yeah. being a chef wasn't a thing back then. Yeah. Uh, went to law school, saw the books, ran away in two weeks. <laughs> uh, moved to Switzerland, studied hospitality, uh, moved to France. Fell in love with the macaroon, came back. It's been 12 years. It's, it's absolutely incredible. Yeah. And But you know, sometimes I, I'm sure this happens to you all the time. People ask you about how did you know? When did you know? How did you do it? It just feels like a series of incredible it, it, exactly. coincidences sometimes, exactly. right? But for you, what was that turning point where you were like, ah, oh, okay, I think I'm onto something? Um, I think when I, so when I tried the macaroon in Paris for the first time, I was like, this is incredible. Yeah. Uh, why have I never had it before? And then my dad was visiting me at that time. Yeah. And I was like, okay, you know, why don't you try it? And my dad is the fussiest eater. He's like, you know, when he travels abroad, he wants to go eat Indian food and he has like this, yeah. you know. So I think for me, the biggest test was when my dad tasted the macaroon in Paris and he loved it. Yeah. So I was like, okay, this is across generations. I think people are going to like it. So my biggest question was, why is it not available in India? Is it because people won't like it or is it because it's difficult to make? Right. First part was answered. The what second, was the answer? The answer was, it is difficult to make. <laughs> it's truly difficult to make. And it took me about like 60 failed recipes and then finally got it right. And I was like, okay, this is, this is amazing, you know. Yeah. And um, I think to go back to that moment when I knew, I don't think there was one specific moment, but I just, you know, the minute I started and I just knew that it had to feel, I think everything about it, you know, everything about how the box felt in your hand, mm -hmm. what it really, the emotion that it made you feel. And without, I was 23 and, you know, there was no like social media, yeah, and marketing, exactly, all yeah. of that. It was just literally I had a blog. Um, you had a blog. Yeah. Yes, I had a blog. I would update that. And then, you know, suddenly somebody called me and they're like, oh, we're having a fashion show. We want it for the front row or we're having a wedding and we want to customize it for this. And uh, I still remember like, you know, I got, I got a phone call and it was like a number where you know, it's like a lot of zeros and then you're like, oh, this is a somebody special, important. Yeah. Somebody important. Yeah. And then I picked up and it was Deepika Padukone. <gasps> and I was like, oh my gosh, she's like, I tried it somewhere and I want this. And then, you know, like Shilpa Shetty called me the week after and I was this wow. 23 year old girl. And I was like, okay, okay. Maybe this is something. This something, could be something. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. absolutely incredible. And yeah. I think that what we were, you know, we always uh, talk about is that you don't know that it's going to become as big as it does. And now, of course, you you know, you've been in the industry for so long. You've written all these books. What do you think is um, the secret sauce to using uh, the creator universe 
for your success? Has it played a big role, do you feel? hundred uh, percent. Only thing is I didn't know that it was a creative universe <laughs> yeah. when I started out. Like yeah. I said, for me, it was more like being young and using the tools that I had. So if I was in my kitchen making a great cake, I would be like, oh, I'm going to post a picture of this cake online. And then it became, it was Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And then I think the earliest feel of what it was to be part of a creator sort of network was Twitter actually because yeah. uh, you know like I would I would be uh, I would put something out there and then somebody from you know a, a comedian would reach out and I made so many great friends early Twitter gang right and I think I kind of saw the importance of that then and just kind of um, you know, that's how I would meet people and they'd be like, oh, can you send me something? I was like, yeah. And then desserts are obviously beautiful. So anytime somebody gets a cake or a you know cupcake, they're like, oh, very Instagrammable. Very Instagrammable. So at one point, I remember when, you know, um, Instagram was still photos <laughs> that um, if somebody was like, oh, you know, Bombay, if, if I search Bombay, I only see these cupcakes and these macros because everyone's taking a picture of it. And it was great. Um, but so for me, it was always about changing the hats between, mm. OK, I'm going to wear the marketing hat now and the entrepreneur and the chef so it's been quite exciting oh, and the thing is I think the one thing so many people struggle with and especially for people who aren't content creators for the sake of creating the content but have a business to run and use content to amplify what they do I think you are a prime example of someone who's done it so beautifully but I meet so many people who say I don't know how am I supposed to do both how am I supposed to be a chef in the kitchen and do all of this but also run my social media so how do you do it <laughs> a lot of size on this show I feel your pain <laughs> Uh, I think I I think it's just like you know when you're an entrepreneur you have like this passion and this yeah. energy for things and some things come more naturally than than others and I see a lot of my friends that also struggle with the same problem and for me it was the opposite so I was like constantly I remember before I used to make like eight posts a day on Instagram can you imagine like it was crazy that's impressive yeah. it was a lot and my friends had to tell me to like slow down and this is like eight years ago right because I was like hmm coffee with Malini and for me it was just like documenting my day yeah. it wasn't so much about like thinking about a strategy or a plan but that's organic like, that's that's yeah, what makes it yeah. really likeable and I was yeah. like oh you know this is a failed recipe or this is something that really worked and I would just like post so much that it just kind of became like phone became an extension of my hand and it just came that part came very naturally and I guess I just you know I never thought that it was special or so I thought that it was, it was easy for everyone and that's how this this worked. It's really not and I think that's what the skill is to make it feel natural and it just comes to you naturally but you still manage your own social media you're still posting um, on it constantly. I do but now it's because there's so many different channels, channels now yeah. and obviously the business has grown uh, we have investors we have a big growth plan we want you know we have this plan India we have these big world domination goals so it's very different and the marketing team is different the budgets are different all of that so uh, as I do I, I mean I just edited a reel you know where we were launching a new on the way here on the way. <laughs> yeah. we are launching a new hot chocolate which I got for you but I'm excited it's, to try it's out like as soon as I finish this I'm gonna go out and be like it's live you know um, so I did that and I do things like that because I enjoy it I still mm -hmm. I still enjoy doing that but pretty much like the shoots for the products all of that that I used to do with my own DSLR etc now we have a team that does it you know, I feel there's a theme that I've come across more and more with entrepreneurs and successful creators it's that they do everything themselves you know they've started you, when you started we out, had no choice you had no choice <laughs> we had no one no team yeah. it's not like if I had any other way I would have hired all the people I still remember yeah. my my first uh, like big brand collaboration okay it was with a big company it was maybe five six years ago and they were like oh we want to make you meet the team why don't you come over to our office 
and I walked in, Malini, there were like 15 to 17 people oh. sitting across the table. And I was really intimidated. I was like, wait, what's going on? This is a simple... And they were like, no, this is the photographer. This is the copywriter. This is... And they started introducing everybody at that table. And I was like, wait, am I doing the job of 15 people? people? Which you absolutely yeah, are. But yeah. And, yeah. and the thing is that when you're so young and you don't really understand mm. what's going on, you're like, oh... That's, that's, that's how it should yeah. be, yeah. But, you know, I think that uh, I always find it so interesting because people now, years later, of course, you know, they, they ask us, especially like as a woman entrepreneur. And I was like, I really struggle with this. And what is your take on this, the, the women entrepreneur question? Um, I do think that it is, you know, times are changing and things are getting yeah. different. I also feel like it's your outlook on things. Um, when I started, I was so young and naive. I thought my youth was the issue. Ah. I didn't think being a woman was the issue. And was it though? Yeah, and then a few mm. years later, I realized, okay, maybe it's both. Um, <laughs> you know, I've had people ask me questions, especially in hospitality and especially at a time when I started, where it was like, you know, a very male-dominated industry. Mm. You, won't, you wouldn't see that many women in the kitchen or in mm. culinary schools. Things are changing now. Mm. But back then, if anyone, like, if I wanted to rent a, a place, like, uh, it'll be like, oh, where's your father? Uh, yeah. where's, your your husband? Husband? where's your husband? Yeah. Uh, who's signing the checks? And it's it gets a little frustrating. Yeah. But I was like, I could either look at this and really get it and, and it could bog me down. Or I could just, they want to meet my dad. I love my dad. He's around. He wants to be a part of this. So I'd be like, can you just go meet that guy? <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> but I, I find it so ironic <laughs> considering the whole Indian narrative is, you know, a woman's place is in the kitchen. And then when she makes a business out of it, oh, yeah, then that's the problem. Yeah. But like you said, time, time. Yeah, time. I mean, even up, to, up until like, say, six years ago, I was renting a big space. Mm. And my head of ops was, uh, and you know, like an older gentleman who was sitting next to me. And the, the prospective landlord only kept directing all the questions to him. And like every time I would ask something, he would only talk to the manager. And I was just sitting there like, OK, OK, OK. And then later he's like, OK, so when can we get the checks and all? I'm like, mm, I'm signing that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, snap. I yeah. love that. Yeah. So I think, oh. but I also feel like it has, it. Uh, you know, being a woman has its own advantages. Sure. And I feel like that's the kind of narrative and focus that I like to give my career and kind of move on how being a girl has helped me and how it, it you know, it just you know, what kind of a leader am I? What kind of team can I build? What kind of culture can I have? So I just kind of shift perspective. I love that. And I think that's that's also the whole uh, concept of high EQ and yep. bringing that little yeah. softness, if you yeah. will, to, to a situation. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, there's so many creators today who obviously work in, you know, in, in food and they're in, in F&B and all of that. What is your advice to them? You know, if there's someone who's starting out and especially, you know, we have this huge community in Grow Tribe of young women entrepreneurs who actually started home businesses during yeah. the pandemic. Yeah. So now that you've used social media so effectively as a creator, what any advice you'd give them? Um, you know, and I think that we all go through uh, our phases of ups and downs and struggles uh, with any job. And I think with creating now, it is kind of become a full-time job. Yeah, yeah, it it's is, a yeah. full-time job. Uh, I think it's very important to identify what you do and why you do it. Mm -hmm. uh, because when things get really tough and it's challenging and you're questioning yourself and like, do I have to keep doing this? If you really find joy within the whole process, that's the exciting thing, right? Because mm -hmm. for me, like, for example, making that hot chocolate video was really the process of seeing everything the, from the packaging to actually seeing it come to life mm -hmm. versus that, oh, I'm on a, a clock and I just have to do this because I have to get out so many pieces of content in a day. But mostly, like, why are you doing it? I think it, I apply the same at 
you know, in my main day job. And then this yeah. as well. I think that truly helps. I also love, like, I, there's a movie called Chocola that I love, yeah. which is that I, and all, all of your packaging yeah. and your whole branding really reminds me of the romance of that. And it feels that it's all uh, very easy and authentic, but yet very intentional. Yeah, so. you know, the idea was to always just feel joy. Mm. And we're like, why are we doing this? You know, like, why are we in the kitchen yeah. making all these cakes and macarons? Like, supposed to make you happy. It's supposed to make you happy. It's supposed to make you feel better. And um, every time, like, so we, and we, we use that DNA through everything that we, we do, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a book, we're like, okay, does this really feel? And for me, like when COVID hit and I had to shut the cafe down, which was really tough. It's heart-wrenching for everyone who went on that journey with you. Yeah, it was yeah. heart-wrenching. And I thought I would just be open and honest about that whole process, which really, I mean, you know, the love that I got mm. from people. I knew that I'd created something special for me, but yeah. to see that it was in the thousands and thousands of messages, poems, yeah. people were like, oh, I was proposed to in that cafe. Oh. I had my first date there. Someone's like my three-year-old daughter. Like, you know, she it's her, it's her routine and I think for me, just going through that whole process and kind of telling people that this is what I'm going through, being real and honest about it, truly helped. And um, I forgot my chain of thought now. <laughs> Wait, what was I talking about? The cafe always does this to me. I love that. No, but it's yeah. too, no, exactly about about the fact that, you know, yeah. there there is so much that you've been through on the journey yeah. with it. Yeah, but mm. and, and I think that the going back to the advice and giving people mm. like, you know, I, and I feel that even through that whole hardship, the one thing was how can we make people feel that joy? Mm. And it was like, okay, we don't have the cafe. They can't come there to have the hot chocolate. Have the experience. But we can box it, yeah. you know, and they can make it at home. So the kind of, the why remains the same. You know, I have to ask you this question because I struggle with this. As you scale, like you know your brand DNA in and out, like you said, yeah. the messaging. But how, like I struggle with how do you keep true to your brand and have the same level of quality and efficiency and, you know, your vision translate yeah. out without doing it yourself? Yeah. What's the secret? I mean, that is the million dollar question. question. I, <laughs> you know, when I started, when I started Love 15, one of the things somebody told me is like, the whole purpose of this is for it to function without you. Yes. So you should be out of the picture and it should still be what it is. And that's what I'm working on over the next, like that's that's gonna be my aim for the next five, six years, is to really make the company kind of function in a way without me. But then to do that, you have to get really into, into it. Yeah. And it's processes. Uh, it's yeah, like it's processes. So process. pro and I hate process, but I made my peace with I it. I mean, it's the it, only way to leave a legacy. And you know, like like sometimes I, I, I'll say things and I'll be like, oh my, I can't believe I just said that. So you rely on a process, not on a person, you know? like Right. <laughs> And um, yeah, you learn the hard way that that's the way to go. And mm. I think that's the only way you can scale. I also think it's incredible that, you know, from something that requires so much of your, obviously, you know, it's, it's a physical, tangible skill to be someone who can make such, you know, delicious treats and then do the social media. Writing books is not easy, putting books together. So at what point did you decide, okay, now I'm also going to do not one, not two, but now seven? So, you know, I always kind of, I feel that we all have like an internal navigation system, mm -hmm. which kind of guides us and tells us what needs to be done. And it's linked very close to like um, what your purpose in life is. Mm -hmm. And often I feel when you hit roadblocks or you hit like really big challenges, uh, they're kind of indicators of what you should be doing. So for me, I try to kind of follow that. 
the first book came about because growing up in India was it was really tough um, to find the right baking ingredients. Mm. Um, you know, the internet was wasn't what it is when I was growing up. So right. I had to literally go through like books that my parents would get when they would travel, and then I was like, what is double cream? What is unsalted butter? I have amul. Will this work? You know. So the idea was to write a book for people to solve that problem mm. and to make sure that anyone who picks this book up can go to your neighborhood kirana store and doesn't need to wait for some uncle to come yeah, from somewhere yeah yeah and, and i mean that, that, that yeah. i think for our generation will understand that Completely. i don't think the the yeah, young now you get everything. the young ones will be like what are you talking about you get everything, you get <laughs> get everything so in 15 used, minutes it used to be yeah, yeah. it used to be that um, be so that, the yeah. first book was was about that and mm. kind of you know i started that then i was i went through this whole like marathon journey and i had to give up sugar for six months but i still love desserts so i wrote a book whole book without sugar which is called the wholesome kitchen so and now the the, the latest one is I, all my friends are you know having babies and everyone yeah. has kids and i'm around a lot of children and it's just such a lovely experience and yeah the next one is a cookie book for kids how exciting tell yeah. us more about it is really i was sitting with a friend 6 year old and she's a baker and she was like auntie i go on youtube and i find this and i find that i said Okay, um, what do you love baking the most? Hmm. And her eyes lit up, and she said, like, "Cookies." cookies. Oh. So I looked at her mom, and I was like, "Okay, should I just do a cookie book?" And she said, "Okay." And I said, "Okay, so all my books have hundred recipes." Yeah. So I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna have to write a hundred cookie recipe," and she's like, "Puja." You need 24. <laughs> That'll keep them busy for two years. <laughs> they'll make they'll make one every weekend, and then they'll repeat, 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 repeat till they get it. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I can do 24 cookie recipes. Yeah. And then she sat with me. She like put the index together. So it's been like written, tested, everything by kids. How exciting! Yeah. So when does it come out? 10th December. It's right here. around the corner. Yeah. That is so exciting. Oh you also have a podcast, No Sugar Code. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about it. I know it's based around mentorship and sort of yeah. giving a lot of your insights. Yeah. So what made you come up with that? Um, so I feel like you know, at one point, maybe six, seven years ago, on social media, vulnerability wasn't a thing or was yeah. as big. And everyone was only talking about their wins and living their best living life, best life, best yeah, life yeah. crushing it. I'm killing <laughs> it, and I just felt like I was failing every day. I was like, if I'm doing one thing well, something else is going wrong. And I started talking to different entrepreneurs, and everyone's like, yeah, we feel the same. The struggle is real. Um, so I was like, okay, I just want to have a conversation with people from. It started yeah. season one was you know purely food industry. And just talking to different chefs, um, restauranters, understanding what really happens behind kitchen doors, um, and then that led to just entrepreneurs in general. And season three, we're going back to just food entrepreneurs, and just talking about how hard it is. And it's I think it's nice for other people also to hear real stories it and not. It does. I think it makes a big difference because, like you said, if you see everyone just living the perfect life and everything works out. You just feel like maybe I just am not cut out for it. Yeah, or you just, or you think that this person's life seems so flawless and everything's so easy for her. And I was like, it's really not. And I actually, I went back to my college, uh, Jaihind, where I was doing a talk, and I was like, I just want to talk to these kids, and I, I don't want to sugarcoat anything. And that's where the name that's came from. That's where the name came from. Yeah, oh, I love yeah, it. I yeah, think it's, yeah. it's so bang on. Yeah. And so, just coming back to the whole creator ecosystem, I think more than seven million followers now, and and growing. Uh, what do you think is going to happen next on social media? Because there's like 46 million creators, and now there are creators of every 
genre, right? Why don't you tell me this, Molly? I don't know the answer. <laughs> why that's don't why I'm asking. <laughs> because why don't I, I genuinely feel what's amazing is that everyone is a creator now, right? Literally yeah. everyone, no matter what genre you work in, you could be a doctor, you could be... Anything. I was just going to tell you, my doctor's mm-hmm. dancing. My doctor's <laughs> dancing, yeah, exactly. And you're like, and it's so interesting because you would have thought that, no, 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 some... Some, uh, you know, uh, companies, some businesses just don't fit that. But I guess you adapt to where the audience is yeah. and what they consume. I mean, it's it's crazy. Like, I was just realizing this over the last year. I only take videos now. Yeah. I've stopped kind of taking pictures and that's crazy. Um, but I, I don't know what the future is. Uh, I haven't really thought that much about it. Like I told you, I'm an accidental creator. For me, it was mostly about the business that kind Mm. of led to it. And I'm enjoying uh, building that on different platforms. I think it's about connecting with people eventually. um, And how that will pan out over the next couple of years, I don't know. But I'm excited to see how it will. So there's a question I have to ask you, and I I really love to ask everyone this, is, you know... I'm scared. No, no, don't be scared. (laughs) It's, 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 It's honestly something I really struggle with myself because we all say that we wouldn't be who we are if we did anything differently. But is there anything you would change if you could go back in time in your entrepreneurial journey that you would do differently that you think would have made some difference or? Yes, I would definitely. I think I would, I mean, I've learned some hard lessons Mm. and yeah, those those happened because of, you know, things. So I definitely want to not learn the lessons the hard way. Tell tell me a a hard lesson. The hard lesson was when I started, I was so young and I was so, Mm. oh, I'm going to create, I'm a creative person. And Ah. you know, like, and I think most, creators can kind of, you know, use this as well, because I was only about um, the product and Mm. the brand and the design and all of that. And I didn't give enough attention to the finances and, you know, the actual running of the business. And three, four years in, I got like slapped across (laughs) and thrown, you know, I had my back against the wall and I was forced to take charge and learn things. And I wish I didn't have to be in a situation where, you know, where my back was against the wall. So I would say this, that no matter how young you are, take care of your finances, whichever industry you're in, it's important. And I think especially for women, because so many times we're just, I mean, convinced ourselves or fed the narrative that we don't understand numbers. Yeah, and I feel that, and all my friends, you know, like growing up, were like, okay, nobody ever spoke to us about money or what to do with our money. Uh, Even now, like all my friends that are like doctors, engineers, uh, dentists, all of them, I'm like, okay, guys, what do you do with your money? How do you invest it? And most of the time it's like, oh, either dad or husband figures it it out. And I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, um, we got to do something about this. You know, we got to take charge of of our own sort of financial freedom and independence. So that is something I would definitely Sounds like I have to come to you for some advice because I still have no idea what to do. I mean, it's not like I'm some finance (laughs) whiz now, but at least I'm like, I can pick up anyone's balance sheet and I can like break it down. And I was like, it's taken me a lot lot of time to get there. So yeah. Well, that's incredible. But thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate the time. I'd love to know uh, a little bit more about what's in store for you aside, of course, the new book is coming out. I'm sure you have lots of stuff up your sleeve. Tell us what's up. Um, So much fun stuff. The book is out next month. We have a whole, uh, you know, Christmas is going to be insane. We have all these new hot chocolates, cookies. Cookies are available all across India. And for me personally, uh, I'm planning to climb Mount Fuji in April. What? So yeah, so I'm going to start like really training for it, documenting it 
all of that. Wish me luck. How and be part amazing. of this journey. Go yeah. and plant a cookie flag. On yeah. Top oh of my one. God. Yeah, I we should totally do that. <laughs> cookies. Amazing. But it is just so incredible to see your success. I always really admire that you've done it with so much elegance and kindness. And I think that's one of the other things that I really appreciate about you. Uh, and we are trying to change that narrative for creators as well to be kinder to each other, to themselves. Yeah. Um, any other parting words of wisdom for my creators who are listening? Hmm. <laughs> no, I would just say enjoy the process and enjoy the journey and go back to the why because, you know, things will get tough and you'll have to keep asking yourself why you're doing it. So know the answer. Know the answer. Awesome. Yeah. Do your homework and believe in yourself. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure you leave a comment if you have a question and we'll be back with another episode with another incredible creator uh, and to give you more insights into the incredible India ecosystem for influencers. Thanks for watching and listening.